Radio Free Tote Bag, where we say R.I.P. to a real one. I'm Arthur. And I'm Donovan. We say that because fucking friend of the show, John McAfee, has been murdered by the CIA in his prison cell in Spain. Uh, and Arthur, this week, uh, in order to commemorate the man, I'd like to introduce a segment I'm calling the McAfee Minute. Okay. <laughs> where uh, all of you... And you, the listener, will take a moment of silence for a minute while I eat my own penis in honor of the man, because I don't think he could complete it before his untimely death. Could and I this, think that's what he would have wanted. Could this have something to do with his uh, with his untimely demise? Like, could he be like, I'm not going to eat my own dick? Clearly, I'm going to kill myself before I'm I kill eat my myself own penis. instead. Yeah. No, no, he didn't. He he said specifically. He even got it tattooed on his arm that if he died in prison, it was because he was whacked. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Did y'all see that? Who the fuck said that? (laughs) We've got Jeff from Good Morning Comrade with us. Welcome aboard. Welcome, Jeff. What's going on? How y'all doing? Partying? Just being late? Yeah, that's fine. We had. Pitch a couple, uh, pitch up a camping site, circle the wagons while we waited for Arthur to return from uh, mm-hmm. the retail hellscape. Yeah, where uh, I am no longer just making fuck-ups. I'm making high-powered business fuck-ups now. Because oh, yeah. I had a meeting I was supposed to be at a different store at at oh, 10 no. this morning, and I rolled into the store where I've been at 1 in the afternoon, and the assistant store manager said, do you know you're supposed to be in Fairfield at 10? I was like, no. <laughs> no, I did not know that. Okay. Must have slipped the G-Cal, my B. Uh, and uh, apparently it's not a big deal. I'm going to join in on a phone call tomorrow to make up for it Ooh. is how things are going to go for me in my life. Uh, we'll see how big this high-powered business fuck-up is. Hey, patch me in. I'm on the car phone. Patch me in. That's what <laughs> Arthur says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well, I've completed eating my penis, and so now I think it's time to start the show's typical flow here. Uh, and so, as I mentioned, we've got uh, we've got Jeff with us. And uh, do you want to do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Tell the people yeah. about uh, what you do. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Jeff Berwa. I'm uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana. I am one of the hosts of Good Morning Comrade, which is a show that you can listen to on WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. We talk about, you know, unions and shitty jobs and uh, all kinds of wild, weird stuff. Um, Yeah, in my my spare time, I'm a teacher. and I've been also streaming uh, at 8 a.m. Central Time, yes. uh, Monday yes. through Friday, if you want to come check us out. Uh, 8 a.m. Central, Good Morning Comrade uh, on Twitch. Hell yeah. How did you get into the, uh, into the streaming line of things? Because that's um, something we've kind of... We've kind of been dipping our toes into. We recorded uh, half of it, or part of the beginning, three episodes of a streaming series <laughs> before... Uh, we got a little got a little preemptive takedown by EA, so we had to scrap that one. Yeah. What? Well, we wanted to do a series where we romanced every character in the Mass Effect series, and we wanted to call it Ass Effect. <laughs> and I learned that uh, the best that EA is very litigious, and they will take down your shit if you don't ask permission. Uh, Wait, so you can't I, play you can't play you can't play EA games on stream right now. You can play them, but what we were doing was a pre-recorded series. We were recording uh, IP from the thing to do, so we could still stream it, but we couldn't. The original concept was going to be like a YouTube series. We couldn't do. I see. Um, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. That's oh, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's not ideal. And so currently they're in the RFTB vault, and there's all kinds of good stuff in there, like me making fun of people for sitting in chairs. That was a large portion <laughs> of the first episode. That's a lot. I, uh, I was actually just playing through the uh, first Mass Effect uh, for the first time, probably in ten years or so. That game, the game does kind of like the really funny thing about uh, a lot of those old Bioware games, because I, I started on like the Knights of the Old Republic, those kind of games, yeah. which were like very similar, is that it's, it's very funny, like just the the sort of morality paths that you can go down and you can just decide, you know what? Do I want to like 
like like cheat my way through this situation? Do I want to like be a boy scout or do I just want to murder everybody? And like <laughs> the easy answer is just murder everybody. And I love how that's sort of the neutral path is to uh-huh. just murder everybody. It's not yeah. necessarily the evil path is is wanted destruction and and murder. I was new to all of this too, and I liked the idea uh, of how we're answering these questions is gonna determine like our moral alignment or whatever because then i was like what moral alignment is the sexiest and my answer that it was going to be being nice to everybody except for the cop dude because we didn't like him yeah fuck (laughs) fuck garris yeah garris yeah oh yeah thumbs down to him i haven't played any of the game but we had those first three episodes so i have been exposed to it now that's true there you go uh well i tangented into the streaming talk even though uh that wasn't even a stream that I was talking about. <laughs> what do you I'm play still... on stream? Do you play? Do you? You don't, probably don't play anything. You're probably doing the show, right? The uh, I've been doing the show, but uh, lately, let's see. Uh, I haven't played a game on there in a while. I tried messing around with like Civ Six, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason, my shitty computer just like wouldn't process sound. Mm-hmm. So like, I was on there for like three hours the other night, and I go back and listen to the VOD, and I just don't hear my voice <laughs> or anything. It's just, oh, it's no. just, it's Not just somebody playing Civ Six to silence. And I thought I was making some very hilarious jokes because I was going for like one of those <laughs> religious victory games, and I was call- I called my uh, religion critical race theory. And just talk about <laughs> spreading critical race theory across the world. <laughs> uh, another another piece of lost media to yeah, the yeah. To the I think this might somehow be EA's fault as well, right? Most I would are. agree with that. I would agree with that as as well. Uh, EA stands for everybody who works here is an asshole. Am I right? <laughs> Got him. Got him. Actually, yeah, probably some of the people him. working there. Could, everybody working in like management is an asshole. Let's go with that. Let's go yeah. with that. I uh, I read a great story about somebody who worked on the original Mass Effect who subsequently transitioned, and then when they released the um, the remaster, the Legendary Edition, it included her uh, her new name. Nice. Like so in the updated it. So yeah, they updated the name. Fantastic. Everybody at EA is an asshole, except for whoever updated that. They get a kudos. I'll give them a thumbs up. There you go. My my highest ranked award. Uh, well, hey, this is a show. Uh, speaking of romancing in a video game, how about romancing in real life? Anybody thought of that before? Because uh, this is a show about relationships. And so, Jeff, I got to ask you our standard traditional guest question here. Uh, and ask you about an embarrassing dating or relationship story you might have. You got anything All right. like that? So, yeah. So uh, this is the one that uh, everybody basically who knows me knows this now. Or, and, and you'll understand why in a second. So um, I used to wait tables, right? Mm-hmm. And I ended up like actually leaving one time with one of the uh guests right with one of the guests like you know to a bar ended up you know having a great time all these other things and then lost her number number uh then um a couple months later comes back and this is i gotta set the table a little bit for this too i gotta defend myself a little bit all right so um i just moved like back to um back to like where i'm at like which is like Metairie, louisiana which is a little bit west um i didn't have a phone i didn't have anything <laughs> i didn't have any like i was living like on like renting a loft that didn't even have four walls from a friend like that kind of thing uh, <laughs> so like i was kind of in a situation where i was just kind of getting by so anyway like like fast forward to that didn't have a phone didn't have anything didn't have any, call anybody but I got her number. I lost her number, right? A couple months later, uh, she comes back. Some kind of way we set up a second date. I don't remember exactly how that happened. Lost the number again. <laughs> Still didn't have a phone. Didn't have any of those things. None of that shit. Then that year, like my mom got me a prepaid phone for Christmas. <laughs> and... Um, I see her one third time. She sits in my section one third time. I go like, okay, 
here, here you go. Here's my phone. Put my put your number in there, and and now she's my wife. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Amazing. Damn. Well, fantastic recovery. Oh, better than I do. I'll say that. <laughs> that rules. Yeah, that's that's excellent. I'm. Uh, what what was her? Did she does she still give you shit about this at all? Oh, yes. Is there all any the kind time. of like all the time? All the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you need to, like, did you call him? Did you make the call? That didn't land at all. Like, I could see her just being like, "Did you? Did you make the call?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that you are challenged in the ways uh, of the phone uh, and the tiny keyboard. It, it is challenging. I understand that. So you got to double check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just that's that's just just you know you know. I got no defense for this, other than <laughs> other than uh, I was you know in a in a really wild time up, up till four in the morning every night kind of guy living the living the waiting tables life. You know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah! I remember that life for me. That for me that was bouncing at a dive bar life. Oh. That was my that was my time. The wild times. Yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, good, good fucking story with a happy ending on this one, too. Mm -hmm. We love to hear the ones that are simultaneously embarrassing and heartwarming. That's uh, that's 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 a good that's a good vibe to to give mm -hmm. to people, because sometimes the embarrassment leads to like a good place. And sometimes the situations like you think it's embarrassing and bad and then you end up in a good relationship. Yeah. So putting those vibes out to you listener maybe you had an embarrassing date who knows you could be married uh throw so, away their phone number sometimes you just gotta eat shit you know yeah it's true uh a technique i could recommend would be get your date's number go out and then delete it from your phone and then next time you'd be like oh there was a glitch it was deleted and then you do it again it's yeah. kind of like a cheat code you're entering and then the third time you're married this is the uh, <laughs> science we have deduced. That's the move. It's the move, actually. It was the plan all along. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, well, shit. We got, a, we got a whole bunch of questions in a box this week. Uh, how do we feel about answering some of those? I feel extremely good. Nice, because oh, that means it's time for the question box. Asking all the questions. Asking all the questions. Maintain silence during the question box theme. Asking all the questions. Why are you asking all the questions? Making statements. Woo! Folks, it's the question box, the segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions in to us and we will answer them. If you'd like to do that, you can find a link to the box on our social media. Uh, on Twitter, at RFTBPod. On Instagram, at Radio Free Tote Bag. Spelled all the way out. It's different for some reason. Uh, I'm the reason, actually. Uh, or you can go straight to our website, rftb.me, and you can click that box that says uh, submit your question, uh, and it's anonymous. You don't even have to make an account. It's just a text box. Type that shit in there. Smash that send button, uh, and then we get all kinds of stuff, uh, including, well, let's start, uh, let's start with this one. How do you ask someone if they want to marry you? Oh. For context, we've been together for nearly two years, and I'm not in a rush on anything. I have a chronic condition. In the last few years, I've been having better health to the point where I want to, where I have to start actually thinking about what I want out of life. And I want to be married someday. But I don't know how to bring this up to my partner without looking needy or weird. I believe that it's good to talk about life plans like marriage and kids before getting into those territories so no one is hurt by any misconceptions. Any insights uh, into how I can organically bring this up uh, or how I can work up the courage to ask are very appreciated. So what do we got? Huh. I can't believe I've never talked about this before, but I have been engaged-ish once before. Like uh, we were we were sitting on the couch one night and we've been together like two or three years at this point and we're both sitting on our respective computers and I looked over at her and I go, would you perhaps um, enjoy marrying me at some point in the nebulous future? And she went, yeah, okay. 
then we went back to doing what we were doing and then from that moment <laughs> on we were we were engaged ish like nobody got down on a knee nobody said anything right uh but that was like that was the idea um so i think you have to kind of wait for the idea to congeal in both of your minds right like you have to get to a point where it feels like you're kind of already doing it mm -hmm. and then it won't be quite so much of like a like an event it won't be quite such a big deal when you actually do make it clear that that's the intention mm -hmm. that's a good point uh that was not going to be my answer though my answer was going to be uh to to trick them uh into the <laughs> wedding day uh but i guess we can follow your thread arthur that sounds that sounds a little bit better <laughs> what about these situations though because like i see what you're saying you kind of want to wait till it bubbles up and you kind of get the vibe for it uh, but it sounds like these folks have been together uh, for a bit. And I, I haven't been in this situation, so I can't directly speak to, like, I tried this and don't fucking do that. It did not work. <laughs> I could probably say that about the tricking them thing. Probably don't trick them. Uh, gotcha. Like now you have to man. Now we're engaged. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. <laughs> you know I guess what I'm getting at though is like, how do you, how do you, uh, uh, is there a way to gently push that to the surface mm -hmm. a little bit to move that process forward a little bit without, you know, right. or do you outright ask them? Here's a take. Okay. Here's my take at least. Um, at certain, at some point, like in your relationship with somebody, especially if you've been them with two years, the question of like the future is going to come up. And right. when that sort of when, when you're talking about that, when you're talking about where you'd be in two years, five years, 10 years, whatever, like that's a very, very natural, like time to call that question. If you know what I mean, yeah. like it's, it's and, and I don't know the dynamics of like, do you live with this person at this point? You know, what's what's going on with, with, with that? So, like, I, I guess I, I, I can't really answer that part specifically, but like if but but I guess when you have one of these natural what's the future going to be type of situations or questions that or conversations that come up, then you can sort of like, I don't want to say trick them into that, but like sort of like, <laughs> like nudge into that direction. If that's something that you're yeah. interested in, you can make that fairly clear. Right. You, sp you wait for the moment and you spring your trap. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that because, yeah, you can kind of you can bring this up a bit without directly bringing it up, which I can understand would be kind of intimidating. And like, I don't know, maybe that's dropping it out of nowhere. That, that, that's kind of a lot. Uh, but I, I like that idea and just kind of bringing up like, I don't know, hey, where do you kind of see yourself in five years kind of thing? I don't know, like or if they're working on stuff kind of like. We're moving in this direction with mm -hmm. this, like I kind of this seems to be picking up. Uh, I'm liking you being a part of my life. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm botching this. Can one of you give me a win? No, that was good. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> I think here's what you do. You take, you, uh, you ask them, uh, to come to your office and you sit down at your desk and they sit down at a chair that's not as nice as your chair, like sitting across. Yeah. You have you. to be a little yeah. bit higher than them too. Yes, absolutely. Across, yeah. Like you have to be behind the desk. <laughs> exactly and you uh you take out a notepad like maybe a moleskin something like in a really nice fountain pen and you go uh where do you see yourself in five years <laughs> there, there we go much smoother much more elements of theater in that one and that's what you want to do you want to dazzle them you gotta dazzle uh see this this is that high-powered business thing kicking back in I, this is all i can think about anymore this is, this is the rise and grind version of like asking somebody to marry you. <laughs> Will you grind with me forever? <laughs> Start making LinkedIn posts about like future plans. <laughs> oh my god! So you know how they have like a joint, like some folks have like a joint Facebook. What if it was a couple with a joint LinkedIn? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's so fucking stupid. Will you be the CEO of my life? <laughs> Will you be the CFO to my uh, COO? Husband and wife at the Air Family. Whoa! It's <laughs> like a company, folks. Um, 
Yeah, I wanted to make a dowry joke, but I just couldn't come up with it right though. Too <laughs> like when you, when, once you pay the dowry, you can you can start bringing up questions about the future. There we go. <laughs> yeah, make sure you paid up up front. Yeah. Um. I, okay, maybe I'm zeroing in on a way to do this a little bit better. You probably got something in common. I'm going to use rock climbing as an example because that's been my running joke on this show for three and a half years. I haven't touched a rock wall in God knows how long, probably three and a half years about. Anyways, uh, you'd say you got something in common like that, and you're like, uh, hey, we live in Chicago. There's not a whole lot of mountains around here, like down the line. Like we've been getting into outdoor climate kind of thing. What if we like moved to somewhere with more access to that or something mm. similar? If you both kind of got like a place that's been in your mind, maybe being like, hey, what if we like actually kind of, you know, did this thing uh, and kind of, I feel like that gives a little bit of a sense of like, okay, we're both kind of wanting the same thing here and kind of like a, I don't know, more just what we want to do with life kind of sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe this particular thing we have in common. Yeah. And then from there, it's a little easier to be like, I don't know. Well, then you're 200 feet up in the rock wall. And then you say, hey, I'm going to let this belay go unless you marry me. And then the <laughs> trick thing I was talking about comes in. <laughs> then you're trapped. And, if, and we're fucking set. And then you're married. So that's my <laughs> official answer. Very sure. You know, on, on, a, on a similar point like that, um, you could almost like, <laughs> if you wanted to just like call the question and make it like a, a zero, um, zero opportunity of like putting yourself out there so that you don't have to fail, you just like take a job in a different city. And then ask them to move with you to <laughs> And then the rest can just Yeah. Oh, we're going uh, we're going to Cleveland, right? Yeah. I mean I mean I just got this brand new job. It's a great opportunity. You're coming with me, right? That's rules. There we go. That's the so, that is the uh that is the the you know where you're at it's like like in cards in poker right if you raise to know where you're at if there's any hesitation you can you can just fold i <laughs> know <laughs> oh, no, the offer got turned down uh, i guess we'll have to keep going steady for a bit until the next job offer comes up mm-hmm. and i hope at that point that you'll want to come with me maybe mm-hmm. But let's keep taking it steady until then. I, I hope you got some decent ideas out of this, uh, listener. Uh, and ultimately, like, if this is the thing that you want, I think just getting this across in whatever way you can, even if it's not perfectly smooth, even if it feels kind of like forced, or if it's a little bit sudden, like, I think that's going to be better than kind of sitting on this, you know? And yeah, I, as you're saying, like, it's definitely better to bring this up it's you're not wasting time if it turns out that you want different things um so i i i think i think kind of take maybe branch off of some kind of plan like we were saying and then get into this in terms of like future life plans but i i think just go ahead and 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 bring this up in some capacity and i think it'll be i think it'll be all right yeah you're gonna you're gonna be looking for an answer to this, you know. At, at some point, it sounds like this is the kind of essential thing for you. So, I say I say check it out. But you know, very very good and fairly serious relationship. I think that seems like good ground to be starting on. So good luck to you. I hope it works out. Big agree. All right, what else we got in this box? Uh, I have a bit of a gender dilemma for y'all today. Hmm. A few months ago, I came out to my partner as queer and non-binary. We've been together for seven years and married for three, all while I've been living as a straight cis man. We have a really good relationship and I'm very happily married. However, my partner keeps misgendering me with he, him pronouns instead of my preferred they, them pronouns, seemingly on accident, but of course I notice. She doesn't do super well with criticism and gets really defensive when I call her out on it, saying she's used to saying he, him, or saying husband rather than partner, or that she keeps forgetting and it's just muscle, muscle memory. I hate feeling like a burden, and I'm usually really understanding of people mislabeling me as cis because I present pretty masculine and have a traditionally masculine job. But when it comes from your partner, who you love and share everything with, I can't help but feel slighted. Mm-hmm. She, she knows that it's important to me, and I have told her explicitly my preferred pronouns and terms, but she still uses male terms for me, like boy, guy, husband, etc., And the husband thing is proving especially difficult for her to shift. In her phone, she has my contact as 
hubs, which is a term I have never resonated with, nor is it something that she calls me in person. I asked her to think about changing it, and she said that she doesn't think uh, she doesn't think it the word husband was exclusively cis male normative. I told her that I would prefer to be called her partner or some other gender neutral mar marital term if she could come up with something. I've even sent her articles and podcasts on trans issues and non-binary gender identities so she can learn a little bit more about this aspect of me, but I don't know if she's listened to them or read any of it yet. I want to figure out how to bring these things up without making f her feel bad for misgendering me, because like I said, I understand there's a learning curve for using alternate pronouns that she is and that she is used to referring to me with cis male terms. Any advice you two, or three, have on this would be much appreciated. Been really enjoying the show, and thanks for all the work you do. Mm -hmm. hey, thank you. Thanks for being a listener. Yeah. Man, this is a tough situation, though. That yeah. really sucks, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Because it seems like you keep communicating how important this is to you, and your partner just keeps kind of bailing on that. And, like, yeah, and you're bringing this up. Like, there is a learning curve to these things. And, like, I get that, but this is your, it's your partner. Like, I feel like that's the person who should really be having your back with this, and that's an important component of it. So that's that's really frustrating. I'm sorry you're dealing with that. Yeah, and, like, obviously, like, this sort of, like, I mean, I feel like this doesn't need to be stated, but it probably should. Like, the way that you feel about your partner misgendering you um, is legitimate, right? Like, obviously, yeah. like, like, that's the case. And, and I think you voicing that to them, uh, about how you feel about what they're doing when they say these things to you is also legitimate. And if they don't respond to that positively, if they have a negative response to that, uh, that's their problem. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be like a dick about this, but like, and I know that you're trying to make this, this whole thing sort of work. But I mean, if, if, if you're, if, if they're making you feel weird, um, based off of something that you're insisting to them that they should be, you know, a behavior that they want them to change and they won't do it, you have a right to be upset and you have a right to, to, to tell them exactly how you feel about that. So, I mean, um, I'm not going to like prescribe any specific um, ways that you want to go about it because that's your relationship and I'm not going to like jump into like, well, you got to dump them, dump her or whatever. But like, um, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how clear you've been making it to them or how like assertive you've been for yourself um, in terms of like standing up for yourself. But I think that that is something that, you know, again, if you feel so, so strongly about this, uh, you should definitely be your own advocate in this situation. Absolutely. Um, this, I just want to reiterate, this is very difficult. Um, I think a lot of this is where where your partner is, right? It has much more to do with where your partner is on these issues generally. Like, I would like to know how she's reacted to um, gender nonconforming people in the past. Um, I would like to know more about her upbringing. I would like to know more about her politics generally before I would want to make any specific pronouncements about what should happen next. Um, I will say that you, you do have, to, your pronouns do have to be respected in the relationship. This is, this is a sticking point. This is absolutely something that you can't just go, ah, well, you know, I mean, she's set in her ways. I can't, right. You know, I can't expect this of her. She's, you know, your fucking partner. You should be able to expect, you know, this sort of basic level of respect um, uh, of your identity. And I, I really feel for you. And I really sincerely hope that you can find a way to make this clear and to make, make her understand that, that it's unacceptable to misgender people or to f like like the whole uh husband's a gender neutral term it's right really, it's fucking not <laughs> you know we got, we got spouse you know, just jump in really quickly and just say like regardless of whether or not it's like a gender neutral term if it makes you feel weird like right maybe you should consider you doing something else i don't know right for sure um, so I just, I have all the sympathy in the world for you and I hope everything, um, comes out. Okay. Uh, it's, I would hate to, I would hate to just say, uh, yeah, reiterate and then move mm -hmm. on, 
you know but i think maybe this is this is the move unless i mean unless you're ready to take stronger steps like I, i'm not 100 percent sure what those steps would be that has to be determined by you and your relationship but i you know i you know worry i worry that this is not going good places right and uh I th I think a, I think a big component of this too is like it, it's more, the, she seems to be treating this kind of like this is just oh this is just like some kind of like accidental thing you know and like there is an extent like we're saying like there's a learning curve with this stuff but she like just from reading this question and like again we don't have all the details here but it's like it 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 feels like she's not grasping that like that's part of your identity right like those pronouns and everything like it's like who you fucking are and you know to transition or and to change pronouns and all that like that's a it's a tough thing to do it's it's you know articulating your identity that you deeply feel even if that disagrees with kind of how you've presented or been treated throughout your life and that just screams to me as somebody who doesn't fully get this if that makes sense, like, yeah. and Arthur, I think that's a good point you were bringing up with like, what's their experience with other gender non-conforming people, and I don't, mm -hmm. you know, their their history and the past and all there, because it seems like they're treating this as just kind of like, oh, this is your preference, but, eh, like I'm working on it, and that's not how you should be treating your partner's like fucking identity mm -hmm. when they're going through this time of coming out with it and like get it accepted. You should be the first person. Your partner should be the first person on your side with that, uh, and so like, yeah, again. I don't want to be overly prescriptive here and tell you to end it or anything like that, but that, like, I just want to reinforce, because it sounds like you're feeling this way. I, I assume you know this. It's obviously not good to hear, like, when it's a partner you want things to work out with. Uh, but this is really shitty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the thing that's so alarming to me about this sort of thing is, like, like if it's if your partner is somebody who won't, like, do something that's so, like, basic then that's that i mean that that is that is a pretty significant like i mean it's not that fucking difficult to just say right. they that right. or, or whatever um or to reflexively it doesn't even sound like she's reflexively catching herself like you know self -correcting? yeah uh and i could understand because uh, a friend of the show uh mark is non-binary and i will use some gender terms and then go oh fuck mark my bad i'm so sorry mm -hmm. uh oh. just just fucking catch yourself just be self-corrective and it sounds like she's not even giving you that and that's mm -hmm. that is alarming yeah the question right. yeah the fact that there's like so like, like or at least seemingly the way that like the, the the message came through the fact that there was seemingly very little effort for that for that to be sort of satisfied is a problem and I yeah. don't want to go like I don't want to like go a whole lot further beyond that in terms of like prescribing steps, yeah. other than like self advocate, um, because I don't know where you're at on this, but I do think it's a it's, it is a big deal. Yeah, this this seems like a fundamental, I would say, flaw to your partner here. If they if this is where they are in that, if they haven't put any kind of like thoughts, uh, or you know, you say you're sending articles and podcasts, you're you're trying to to do the thing of like, Hey, like I'm frustrated by this, but like, I understand it's hard. Here's some materials that like help you understand. And they're still not doing that. That's just, it's such low effort. And that it's a pretty big flaw for somebody you're trying to, you know, well, you're married to and want to, you know, continue on through your life with, cause I feel like that's going to apply to other areas too. If they don't have your back with something mm -hmm. so fundamental as this, what does that say about them and how they think about you? That's, that's just not right. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, it, Slight aside, but I gotta say, uh, the term Hobbs also doesn't resonate with me. I fucking hate that shit. I hate the term Hobby. Hobbs. Oh, oh. that's Pretty not even gross. it's H U S B. It's not Hubbend. Where the fuck are we getting this shit? <laughs> I hate that. And uh, so yeah, well, understandable it's not hub, it doesn't it's resonate. Hubs. This is it's like they tried to type half of husband and and mix the letters up a little bit and they got hubs, hubs is like hubcaps right yeah what yeah. do they think you're rolling around uh off of a car into a ditch and then what? i gotta 
come out of my house and it's like, oh, there's a there's a little treat in the ditch there. It's a what do they think that this is the central area in a game where you come back to to like go to town and like sell your uh, yes. items that you have found and yes. perhaps purchase new items or upgrade your abilities? The hub. And perhaps eat some uh, some cheeky Japanese ice cream served to you by cats. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe something like that, and that could be a compliment. But I, I I don't like that they're throwing it at you when you don't resonate with it. Hubs is bad. Hubby is bad news. I don't like any of that. So we. I also just want to back you up on that point. Absolutely. I, I, I guess we're right with all of this, though. You're you're totally fucking valid with all the these concerns. Like this isn't. Uh, oh, I'm thinking about this too much. Uh, I'm not cutting them enough slack or something. All, all, everything you're saying here is very fucking yes. it, legit. Like you you have every right to feel this way. And if they're not putting in the work to to recognize you as the person you are, it, it, it might be it might not be salvageable. And like, it's not your fault. Oh, yeah, very much that too. Yeah. Ugh. I wish you luck. That fucking sucks. Can I can I end this on a on a meme I found the other day? Ooh. What's I, your the listener loves when I do a visual description of a or a verbal <laughs> description of a meme I found. Uh it's the one with like the Chad Doge, like the big muscular Chad Doge, and then the little sad other Doge is like crying. Yeah. yeah. Right? And the, the Chad Doge. Doge. <laughs> Soy Doge, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Chad Doge says, I will go through an extremely stressful and demanding journey, change a huge portion of my life around and likely suffer extreme discrimination and prejudice, all to be a more true, authentic version of myself as uh, as uh, the Chad Doge is draped in a trans flag. And the sad Doge is holding up a little flag that has the, the trans symbol with a little strike through. And uh-huh. it says, boohoo, other people's genitals scare me. Wow. <laughs> Ah, oh, pronouns are hard to keep straight. Wow. Yeah. Shut Just... the fuck up. Got him. <laughs> Got the fuck up out of Well, hit him with this. Hit him with this Chad Doge <laughs> uh, If they're not understanding podcasts and they're not understanding uh, these articles you're sending, perhaps the language of memes will resonate with them. Uh, one, one last thing on that, too. Like, I don't expect, like... Like, I almost feel like the podcasts and stuff like that, whilst it can provide, like, useful information, like, it's a very high chance that they're just not even listening to that, you know? Sure. Like, nobody likes homework, and people, like, don't like to do homework. And it shouldn't... It, it seems like it might be unnecessary also. Like, this is about you. This is about you, what you want and your relationship and how you feel. Like, if, if they're not listening to you, they're not going to listen to the fucking podcast. It's a good point. It's a great point. Damn. No more hubs. Hubs. <laughs> hubs to Linda F. Well, thank you for that question and, and good luck again. Let's see what else we got in this motherfucking box. Hey, here's a relevant question for a newly single Donovan. You guys talk a lot about how to get into the dating game, but what about when you're just too fatigued with the apps? I found it hard to swipe through more than five people on Tinder or Bumble before I get tired and go do something else. Same with Hinge. Uh, I am a guy, by the way, and a feminist, so I can't hit on people at bars. I don't know if that's how that works. I'm going to give you some pushback. You can be a feminist and absolutely hit on people at bars. That's how people have met each other for hundreds of thousands of years. And uh, you, too, can do it without being a misogynist fuckface. It's possible. You just got to do a, hey, how's it going? And if they're interested, you keep talking. And if they're not, then you go do something else. That's the tried and true strategy, baby. Yeah. Right there. Uh, but I, I, I do get the, the fatigue mm-hmm. when going on the apps. Uh, as the listeners know, I'm two weeks into singledom after a year and a half relationship. And uh, I, I'm returning to the apps here. And uh, it can... We talked about this too before. This stuff can just get kind of grindy. It can get kind of frustrating. But per usual, I'm going to encourage people not to take the perspective of I've got to find a partner. Yeah. Oh, swipey fucking. Oh, I'm going out on dates because you're putting all this goddamn pressure on this situation. And it's going to, it ends up making it not fun to do the dating. It makes you act weird. It's all around a bad time. Uh, and so I'm just going to encourage you to take a step back. 
with that and with the dating stuff in general. Like, see it as less of a, I am trying, I got to find this thing. And more of, uh, I'm going to meet some people and maybe we're going to like, we're going to resonate like in one of these cases and maybe it turns into something. Uh, but just appreciate the, the meeting and, and chatting with people aspect of yeah. it. Cause that part's fun. Love that part. Yeah. I have no context for specifically the dating app thing because I have never used a dating app. I've been married mm. for like, I just made like eight years, been with my partner for like 11 years so like i kind of like got out of the dating yeah. game before that so i don't have a lot of context um but like i guess the, the the one thing that you can do i mean like the only context i do have is like the bars and restaurants and and like things like that and like the only thing that i would say in terms of like in like meeting people in person is like be self-aware and be normal and if you're getting signals to say like that somebody is like saying get the fuck away from me or whatever like um follow that gut feeling, you know, and then, and, and, right. you know, if you're wrong, that person might come up to you and later on or whatever, but like, you I'm, I'm sort of a traditionalist on this, on this particular point, just because of my lack of context for that, for the app specifically. Um, so there you go. Yeah. Totally get app fatigue. Uh, yeah. Just bail on them. Like you can meet, you can meet people in all kinds of situations. Uh, you know, I always say it nerd shit. If you're into nerd shit in the slightest, go to the nerd shit store. And if you have any level of charisma, you will be the most attractive guy in the building. <laughs> You'll uh, be king of the nerd store. Yes. Yes. Become king it of the nerd. Doesn't take much. <laughs> really, if you just show up with a crown and you own the fact that you're wearing the crown, you're in fucking business. That That's works true. with pretty much anything now that I think about it. Sorry. Sorry <laughs> to. Sorry to dunk on my nerd brethren like that, but it's fucking true, and you know it. Search your heart of hearts, fellow nerds. You know it. Crown up, baby. All right, what else we got in here? Uh, what else do we have in here? Hey, cuties. Oh, hey. What physical trait in a partner gets you the most turned on? I recently came to realize that I love butts and jacked people who can pick me up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for the question, Corla. I know this is, I knew this, I know this is you. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> Last time you said that, you were wrong. Uh, I, but this time, I'm going to. This time, you know. <laughs> this time, I'm certain. Because we were talking about jack people who can pick her up, is what it was. I'm a butt guy. I'm a big yeah. fan of the booty. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a big one for me. Uh, another physical trait, though, weirdly, I, I love moles. I like mm. moles on people. I don't know how to articulate exactly why. I just think they look nice. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. It's a little, it's a little contrast. It's like, whoa, it doesn't have to be smooth all over the fucking place. Let's get some, let's get some fucking scenery in here. I like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like scenery for it. That's fantastic. Uh, I, I hate to say it. I am, uh, I am a breast, a breast lover. I love a good set of breasts. Uh, hell yeah oh oh yeah set of breasts there's no way to say it without it like sucking it kind of sucks it kind of sucks to be oh you're set (laughs) i love your set show me your set those come as a package you have to pick those up individually and coordinate (laughs) how'd that go um also let's see so that's that's in a um that's in a lady partner. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I guess in guys are like broad shoulders. I like a broad shouldered gentleman. And uh, I have talked about this before that like while muscles are not a particular thing that I would be like, yes, I am into muscular men. Whenever I see a muscular man, it does do things to my uh, autonomic nervous system. So hell yeah. I'm a sucker for freckles, honestly. That's like a stupid oh, thing. Nice. I love that. Uh, yeah, I like that too. Are you still recording? Oh. Bubbling zero and we're watching for hours. Oh, good. And you're a sucker for freckles, so do the shoot. Oh my gosh. Who <laughs> has freckles has decided to like drop in and amazing. That's amazing. We love that. Uh, actually, I had a recent discovery that I have freckles. Hmm. 
Hmm. I like to put that out there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that wasn't something that I'd noticed and here right now you can't see it on the camera, so that's not going to work. Uh, but I was looking in the mirror the other day and I was like, how about that? I got those things. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, I got a, I got a mole on my wrist. I, got a, I can show you that. Oh, that yeah. Look at, that, look at that feature. Look at that feature. I also have a mole <laughs> on my penis. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's a thing everyone knows about me now. I didn't know that was a th- I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that happened. happened. Well, it's really more like a freckle, like it's like, but it is a pronounced little like. Hoo. Yeah, a little landscape change, like exactly. I was talking about. Exactly. It breaks up the landscape for the eye, so you can better orient yourself uh, in Penisville. Uh, I love to see it. All right, that's everybody's favorite traits here, and thank you for asking us about that, Corla. all right let's see oh man there is some there is some long boys in here uh well i already kind of talked about it at the beginning but let's go ahead and let these come through this probably already crossed your desk but john mcafee was found dead in a spanish prison lol LOL. I don't know that we should, should be laughing out loud at the fact that a man is dead in his prison cell. Well, we're all laughing out loud right now. We so are all we're laughing. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So true. And you even, you even, you're, you're, they're lolling along with us. And we have also RIP John McAfee, true tote bag legend. Absolutely. Uh, I actually. I shared a meme in, uh, I'm going to plug the group on Facebook. It is called, uh, uh, what is it? Drive Stranding, a Hardio Kojima game. Uh, It's based, Uh. it's like a hard, it's a a bunch of writers from the hard drive section of the hard times. Right? Everyone Mm -hmm. know the hard times? It's the people that write video game jokes for the hard times. All made it like a Facebook group and they all dunk on video games in this fucking group, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I posted a meme on a thread talking about John McAfee. That was, it's another meme description, but it's him from the yes. video about uninstalling McAfee antivirus where he's covered in cocaine and there's women all over the place. <laughs> and, it, and it has the text from Morrowind where it's like, with this character's death, the thread of fate is severed. If you want to you know, continue the game, you have to reload. <laughs> I was just telling Donovan before we went on the air, like I've, I've been, so I'm a teacher, like, uh, but I've been like not working. I've, I've taken a leave of absence for the, the COVID year. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I've been working on computers with a friend of mine, uh, kind of as a side job. And essentially like half the problems that we solve are just uninstalling McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> the legacy lives on. Gone but not forgotten. You live on in so many new laptops where it's broken as soon as I've opened it. What the fuck? Oh, it's just John working his magic from uh, up there in heaven. Shouts out. The legacy, Shouts. Will, the legacy will live on. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. And to, again, to fucking everyone who sent the messages. That was, I don't want to call it a fun day, but it was a pretty fun day. It was just like, oh, my, my phones are, oh, another another condolences for McAfee. For yeah. <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, somebody in the thread that I posted that in, I, I first of all, I posted the um, the link to our episode because I am nothing if not a self-promoting scum fuck. Yes. Uh, and somebody said, how did you manage to get McAfee when Cometown couldn't? And, oh, I didn't wow. and I didn't realize that Cometown was trying to get McAfee, but yeah. then we had gotten him, but they couldn't. And I was I told him the story. I was like, yeah, we like <laughs> we thought we were trying to get John Mulaney, dog. Like we didn't know. <laughs> the, trick is, <laughs> the trick is you need your co-host to have a totally fucked sleep schedule and be taking sleeping pills at four in the morning uh, and apparently scroll on Reddit. That's that's how that I is like so extremely appropriate, though, right? That is like so extremely <laughs> appropriate that like the one way that you get McAfee to come up on your show is by fucking accident. <laughs> <laughs> a case of mistaken identity. You got the Johns mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> They're similar, dudes. Come on. Any, yeah. Anyone could have made this mistake. Pod, Pod Save America's got like five Johns and they're all the same, right? That's right. 
Well, there's, it's true. funny. It's pod save because they are pod Johns. They are all yeah. Johns grown in pods. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, fuck. I like that. Crack them open. Good. You got to squeeze them out of the pod, and sometimes they go flying out past you. You're like, damn it, my John's on the floor now. Like I got John like all over the place. Like oh. an edamame. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but beyond the McAfee, uh, we've got we've got uh, we got another one here. Mm. Hey, all short time, first time, uh, but I've been binging episodes after getting separated from a bad marriage earlier this year. Oh wow! Things have been rough for a while, and both of us have had bouts of depression time to time. But at this point, I'm very worried about her beyond that. I don't want to diagnose anyone, but over the last couple of years, she has become decreasingly dependable to the point of forgetting stove burners on and the like. All of this coincided with an interest in tarot, astrology, and crystals. I don't at all blame these things, because as a teenage Satanist edgelord, I dabbled in all that shit, but we're veering into superstition and other issues. At the start of our relationship, she was more open to things, but since we got married, my bisexuality sort of became an issue. She's ended up being a pretty vanilla cis person, so we've been strictly monogamous and strictly no-ass play frowny face. (laughs) Around the time I started accepting that I've been questioning my gender my entire life, she fell in with some of those girl boss, moon power, feminine energy type turfs. Oh, no. It was so good until you got the turfs. <laughs> I've accepted things were irreparable for a litany of reasons, this only being the latest, but it feels like ending things will plunge her into this bad crowd entirely. Yeah. Sorry if this is too long. It helped getting it out somewhere. Any general advice on ending things with someone dealing with mental health issues when you don't trust their support network and there's not another option? Ooh. All right. Ooh. So just jumping into this and like being like as as like being as direct as possible. Like un for like you are not a bad person for thinking or for considering the possible implications of of what might happen to a partner if you leave them. If you need to get out and protect yourself, right? However. Mm-hmm. However, you do need to protect yourself and you do need to sort of make sure that you're in a situation that where, where you feel safe. Um, otherwise, you cannot help someone else in their own situation. Like you could potentially like I, like like first answer, I would say essentially like counseling is probably like absolutely necessary here yeah. uh, at some level. Um, but then beyond that, like. Like. I mean, if you got to get out, you got to get out. And, like, you can't let somebody else's fucked up shit, like, keep you trapped, is my point. For sure. Uh, There was a recent episode of Chapo where they did a a reading series about, um, like, how friendships should work for you or something. I can't remember exactly the context, but they said that they didn't like the analogy of putting your oxygen mask on before putting someone else's oxygen mask on. They said they didn't like that. I still like it. Mm-hmm. Fucking will. Like, bite me. It's so good. Get his uh, ass. You got to put the you got to put your fucking oxygen mask on in this particular situation, especially since you're out of the fucking marriage. It's over. You have extricated yourself from the situation for the litany of reasons that this sucked. Uh, uh, I, th- I think uh, pretty high among them, the fact that you are now questioning your gender and she is becoming a fucking moon turf. <laughs> so you have to you have to reach escape velocity as fast as you fucking can you have to get the fuck up out of the orbit of the moon turf i'm just picturing a horde of jake there's a cat in the background let's yes! fucking go <laughs> what's up little buddy oh, oh my god and she's getting this stretches flick. this is flick flick Hello, it's the best flick. day of my life oh, we have we five love- cats in here i have a cat story actually if we could we could talk about it after this Oh, for sure, for, Abs- sure, for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. We get very excited about cats on the program. I don't know where my cat is, but this is a cow cat, too, and God damn it, I oh love a God, cow cat. so pretty. Okay, a brief postponement of the cat corner, which we'll round the show out with because I want to talk about some fucking cats. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, also, moon, moon turfs. I don't know, I'm picturing like a horde of J.K. Rowlings, yeah. but they're jumping <laughs> so fucking high. <laughs> 
and they're bouncing up and they're like, oh, Jesus. They all probably speak with a British accent or some shit. Oh, absolutely. A, a spooky, like a moon Britain. Yeah. There's there's some kind of, there's a certain dialect that comes out from uh, moon turfs. Oi, oh, Gov, I don't understand that gender is a fucking social construct, <laughs> innit? Oh, <laughs> uh, Avada Kedavra to having to consider anything outside the binary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Fuck. Oh, that's bleak. <laughs> Oh, God, J.K. Rowling's a fucking nightmare. Okay, as you can probably tell by our, our, our joking around here, though, like, yeah, like, that's, they're fucking terrible. Turfs are the fucking worst. Yeah. And, like, even if you were somebody, you know, just a cis person or something, you still don't want to be around that kind of stuff because that's a horribly fucking narrow, psychotically, like, just evil antisocial, like, perspective to be taking. Uh, but particularly when you're somebody who's, uh, you know, questioning their gender and uh, uh, bisexual, as you're mentioning in there, and, and you're getting all this pushback from it. I think the gas mask analogy is good here because, like, you're going through something here. You're having to work through a lot of stuff. Like, you're coming out of this marriage, too, where you're realizing that your partner, uh, it seems like, is ideologically pretty fucked and would deny your existence effectively that's a fucking lot to deal with yeah and so like jeff said i think counseling is a good option here just like for you you know to to, to make sure you know have somebody to talk to to work through this stuff so you're not working through it alone and uh on top of that there's kind of that stuff that comes up with with ending something where you still care about a person even if you have all your you know well thought out reasons and it's the right thing to do to split up where you still kind of hold like, Oh, but like we were together for so long and they're, they're going to like, things are going to go bad for them. All oh, this is on me, but it is not fucking on you. You got to watch out for yourself first. And it sounds like engaging with this would be particularly fucking stressful and you absolutely don't need that. So you were a hundred percent within your rights to cut the contact here. If this is making it harder for you to heal and, and get on with your life. Straight up. So, good luck with uh, good luck with that though. That's that's fucking rough, especially through the fucking pandemic times and going through the divorce and the Jesus fucking Christ. That's that's a lot to deal with. So, we got your back, partner. We believe in you, and uh, really just take take care of yourself here. I think that should be your priority. Hundred percent. She is what? What's what is Flick's gender? He's a he. Oh, he's. He's he's wiping the face on the microphone. Yeah. He's got the little tail up. Can you hear him burning? I cannot, but well, maybe we'll move back over towards the microphone. This this cat is the cat equivalent of an air horn. Like it's just like always just in everybody's face. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I said I had a cat story. Uh, yeah. this, is, this is so. This is one I've never had a cat ever in my entire life until. Ooh. Um, about two years ago, we got like one of our neighbors found this like orange tabby, uh, ginger tabby. Uh, we named him Sam, right? So we got one cat. We had one cat. So <laughs> around, um, around, let's say January, a cousin of Kimberly's comes by with a little daughter and they have a little tortoise, like long haired, like yeah. smelled like shit absolutely oh. like little stinky cat and we get this cat too so now we got two cats right still a baby kitten in march like literally the weekend after like we all locked down for covid and everything like that um phoebe which is the cat that the the kitten she's about three four five months old escapes Oh, no. And then we have an absolute array of hijinks of me trying to like get this cat to come back in the house, including <laughs> this cat like hiding in my truck in the engine. I like oh. lift up the engine to get the cat to come up. Her head pokes out. I swipe at her. I'm wearing flip flops at the time. I blow out the flip flop, fall down on my ass, oh. and my wife did not videotape it. Shocking, <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, we got her back like by the end of the weekend. It was crazy stuff. And then um 
in June, she had three kittens. Oh my god. Uh, so now we have five cats. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one of them. This is Flick. I, I love blessing. I love the Flick is hanging out getting pets while you're recording. Mm-hmm. My cat Pickle will sometimes make an appearance, but usually it's to yell at me for food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes she shout out to the uh to the show, to the listeners though, and and, and that's nice. Uh how are all five of them getting along? Uh, I mean, they'll they'll play, they'll fight, they'll all hang out. They do all all the cat stuff. They act like yeah. a like a rove. We have dogs too. We have two dogs <laughs> that are just like pre-existed these cats by several years. And like essentially like <laughs> the cats like gang up on them. <laughs> create all kinds of chaos. They act like a gang. That's fucking excellent. I love that very much. Uh, this has been the cat corner, the segment of the show. Oh my god, look at his little face! Oh, he's got oh like god. his nose is half pink and half black, and he's got like a checkerboard face. He's amazing. <laughs> I love a good cow cat. Okay, one final part of cat corner actually. Does he ever do like a little crab walk, like a little sideways walk kind of thing? No, like- I've never seen him do that. Ah. Like not even like the arch up and like look how big I am, jump, jump, jump. He will get big, but I don't see like the sideways walk. The side. oh, I love the I've, sideways. I've encountered three cow cats in the past year, all of which do this little crab walk, and I was trying to put together if this is just a cow cat thing. Maybe mm-hmm. what gives them the cow pattern uh, is crab genes. <laughs> Perhaps it's a, it's a it's a it's a good hypothesis. You can you should follow that. Pull on that string. <laughs> feline carcinization uh-huh. there we fucking go listener i will update you as my research progresses this has been cat corner <laughs> uh i want to thank jeff for getting us to cat corner i'm very happy sure. about that i also want to thank you for coming on the show and get you one of these thank you thank you uh i wonder if you could perhaps uh run us through your plugs tell folks where yeah. they can find your stuff Sure. You can follow me on Twitter at Eminent Prof, E-M-I-N-E-N-T-P-R-F. Uh, you can follow our show, Good Morning Comrade, on uh, Twitter at uh, Comrade Morning. You can follow us. Uh, you can watch me. Uh, I've sort of been the one bottom lining the, um, the uh, live stream Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Central Time um, on twitch.tv slash Radio, uh, where you can see me talk. Like, this morning, I like watch videos of uh the like essentially like um daniel ellsberg like like sort of talking about the death of mike gravel and like how he was super oh, cool yeah, for yeah. like reading the pentagon papers into the congressional record which is fucking sick uh yeah. and then we watched the because i'm a glutton for punishment the nathan j robinson versus J- uh glenn greenwald like argument oh, on Jesus that Christ. Day. We that and did, did a little <laughs> bit of a reaction reaction jackson to that <laughs> well good yeah. times yeah uh and i mean i want to throw an invitation out to y'all to hop uh, come on stream sometime as well uh y'all y'all absolutely welcome to Yay! Do so. hell yeah mm-hmm. i'm very into that we yeah. we gotta get our faces out there after uh our our unfortunate demise of our first attempt at some video content uh, we'd definitely be into that yeah cool absolutely just let me know the day and we can make it happen that's so cool hell yeah uh, i'm gonna let everybody know that the intro song to this program is the song hanging on by the band knower and that you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com Hey, oh, and over here, it's me, Donovan. I'm going to let you know that our outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows or on Spotify by searching those three words as the Hey Fellows. Go. Arthur, let, let's yeah. shout some fuckers out. Let's fucking do it. Because uh, if you go to Patreon and you give us $10 a month, we're going to say your name. We're going to say your name and maybe you get a drop like our friend Ryan from episode 105, Rich Homie Click Clack. Like my dad, Bruce. Like my daddy, Dylan. Hey. Uh, like not like Barb. Like yeah, like Barb, Just who is Barb. who is no longer <laughs> there is no longer an appell an appellation to the beginning of that. I can't I'm no longer permitted to do that. Uh Sim- like like spreadable fruit. Yes. Uh, and like Abigail, a shouts out to all of you. Thank you for your support. Uh, 
$10 a month, patreon.com slash RFTB. Get that shout out. A bonus episode every week, $5 a month, patreon.com slash RFTB. The URL so nice, I said it twice. You're going to love it, folks. You're going to love it. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to love. It's you. Oh. Because oh. I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.